Yeah. Yo. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. Welcome to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. This week, Isabel Khalili takes us back to 2019 with some Palestinian hip hop from Damn. We're shining a light on a group across the world that discovered hip hop, was inspired by its power, and used it as a vehicle for change. Fear of a Black Planet. This is Tamer Nafar from the Palestinian hip hop group Dam. He picks up the public enemy album Fear of a Black Planet and compares it to his own experience as a Palestinian living in a country where there's fear of an Arabic nation. Then he says, How could you expect us not to love hip hop? Tamer goes on to say that Dam is 30% hip-hop, pointing to a CD collection, 30% literature, gesturing toward a stack of books, and then for the remaining 40%, he points past the bars on his window, referring to his life as a second-class citizen, a Palestinian living in Israel. These audio clips come from the 2008 documentary Slingshot Hip-Hop, directed by Jackie Reem Saloum. It's an introduction to the Arabic hip-hop pioneers Dam and their rise in the early 2000s, but it's also a good primer for understanding what life is like for Palestinians living in Israel in the occupied territories. My family is originally from Yaffa, one of the major Palestinian cities. But in 1948, Israel was established, tearing Palestinian society apart. 80% of Palestinians became refugees. This isn't the space to dive into the complexities of the Israeli occupation of Palestine, but I really recommend checking out Slingshot Hip Hop to learn more through the lens of music and first-person stories. What this episode is about is the power of hip-hop as a voice of reason, when nothing else makes sense. And for groups like Dam, it's impossible to separate the personal from the political. Back in 1999, Tamer started the group with his brother Suhail. They were inspired by several hip-hop artists in the United States. Fuji's DMX, Big Pun, Snoop, B.I.G., all But one of them stands out in particular. How many more funerals do we got to go to? And how many more scenes of the crime do we got to watch them chalk out black figures on the concrete before we realize that the only way for us to ever get out of this predicament struggle to survive. They were inspired by Tupac's Holler If You Hear Me video. That's Gabriel Teodros, a DJ at KEXP and a rapper based in Seattle. You can hear his reflection on Eric B. and Rakim earlier in this series. He's been a fan of Dam from the start and even shared stages with them in the late 2000s. Just seeing the depictions of like what the neighborhood looked like, they were like, wow, this is like Palestine, you know? And, and who is Tupac? Like, what is he talking about? And I think that really inspired them to tell their own story. Tamer and Suhail are from Lid the mixed Arab-Jewish city in Israel with one of the highest crime rates in the country and biggest drug markets in the Middle East. They walk us through their neighborhood, pointing out the checkpoints for Arabs, where schools have been turned into police stations, how their neighborhood is under-resourced and over-policed, even militarized. 
In fact, the forces that police Palestinians in Israel have literally trained police departments in the U.S. As young people, Tamer and Suhail lost many friends and loved ones to violence. They were living through the same stories that Tupac was giving voice to. They were fed up, and hip-hop gave them an alternative to armed resistance. They heard how it could be an outlet for anger at a suffocating system, while also documenting their struggles for the rest of the world to hear. I think of hip-hop as something that's like akin to folk music, you know, akin to reggae. It's something that's very accessible, you know? You don't have to have advanced music classes or a degree or even access to instruments to pick up a pen and pad and tell your story over beats, you know? And I think it's something that visually and sonically people just can connect with and be like, oh, this is this is something I can do and this is something where I see myself. I see people that are going through situations like mine, that are coming from backgrounds like mine, telling their own story and making it look cool and doing it with so much style and flair and finesse. And they're changing their circumstance and maybe I can change mine too. In the beginning, Dam tried not to be overtly political. They thought that would hinder their chances of success. But during the second intifada, or uprising, that became impossible. The trouble has been most widespread in the West Bank, where stonethrowers have again been out in force, despite being outgunned by the Israelis. In their struggle for statehood, Palestinians were fighting with stones against one of the most powerful militaries in the world. Yet, news outlets were constantly reducing Palestinians to terrorists. Tamer and Suhel, along with a new third member of the group, Mahmoud, were angered by the hypocrisy of this label. If they were terrorists, what did that make the Israeli forces? In a conflict, any conflict, right, storytelling is absolutely one of the most powerful tools that are used in, in keeping a group of people oppressed, in telling a story about these people, making an entire population scared of this other population that literally lives under apartheid behind a wall. You know, all of this is maintained through story, through what stories are uplifted and what stories are silenced. Dam attempted to reclaim the Palestinian narrative in 2001 with a protest song called Min Erhabi, or Who's the Terrorist? Mina Habi was downloaded over a million times and garnered them international attention. The single helped launch Dam's career, and they've since shared stages with Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan, Mostef, and Chuck D from Public Enemy, among others. They've signed to the UK label Cooking Vinyl and released three full-length albums. There was dedication in 2006. Debka on the Moon in 2013. And Benhana Wamana in 2019. 
بتهزوني في اصابع فيس تويتر تبادل اعضاء بمد ايد تحطوا ايجر مغراض في جاكوزي كمان فقاع عيش بشدر Since finding success, their values have always remained at the forefront of their music and even the way they've built community around it. Another thing that stood out to me about this group from the beginning is they've always uplifted women. I remember one of the earliest songs I heard from them was a song called Freedom for My Sisters, you know? They featured Abir, you know, Sabrina the Witch, in one of their first big songs called Born Here, which, you know, introduced the world to her voice. Tamer talks about how Arabs and particularly Palestinians face extreme discrimination in the world today. But considering the difficulties in their own society as well, he says that no one gets it worse than Arab women. I remember when Ben Hana Wamana dropped, it was the first thing I heard from them in years. It just felt like an album that everybody needs to hear, you know? And even if you don't speak Arabic, like you're going to get into the vibe of these beats and these lyrics and the chemistry of their voices together, which is just next level, you know? If you do speak Arabic or you're willing to look up the translations of each song, you'll find messages tackling everything from beauty standards and bodily autonomy to corrupt governments and Western interventions. The track Hada Yide Sidna calls for the leadership of women. It states that Palestinians are not in a darkness of the tomb, but the darkness of a womb, suggesting rebirth and a new collective path led by women. One titled Prozac is all about Western intervention and how it always ends up making things worse by not addressing or even really understanding the root issues. This is an anthem where Dam is basically saying, leave us the f*** alone. It's an extreme example, you know, of the ways that hip-hop have touched every side of this planet that I think often gets under-celebrated. When we talk about, you know, we're doing this whole podcast in celebration of hip-hop's 50th, and a lot of times people look at like, oh, what were hip-hop's shiniest moments? What were the most celebrated? Which ones got the awards and sold the records? But... Sometimes I think the most important stories in the culture are the ones that like really saved lives and can shift culture and can change politics. And we talk about hip hop in Palestine and the work that Dam has done. I feel like that's, I get goosebumps even like talking about it and thinking about it, you know, like, <laughs> like this is why this music exists right here. You know, this is apartheid, like in our lifetime, like active land theft cultural and actual genocide. You know what I mean? And one of the most powerful tools that the people from that group have that are using is hip hop. Like, it's like such an important story, you know? Tamer talks about the unexpected message of hope in their music. 
how it's like a flame in the darkness of a cave. Dam means everlasting in Arabic. And as they document their own story, their message becomes everlasting too. We just have to listen. This piece was written by Isabel Khalili. Audio was produced by Roddy Nickcore. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. We'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from listener-powered KEXP, where the music matters. Hey.